When you're not practicing emotional regulation tactics, what happens is that you are kind of haphazardly moving in and out of your business. You're closing the door on the capacity and possibility for flow. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Shamelessly Ambitious Podcast. You are listening to episode 115. And today I want to talk about emotional regulation. I want to talk about it because I feel like it just so happens to be one of those strategies. Yes, strategies that is often missed or misinterpreted. And it's really important. In fact, it's one of those strategies that ensures that we're able to hold the energy of an offer, of an idea, of our business in general, like the ability to stay sustainable and consistent to hold momentum. It often all comes back to emotional regulation. Now, I'm all for the kinds of strategies that show us how to create passive income or show us how to create branding, visuals, and voice that ensures that people are constantly coming into our world and hitting, right? Like, I'm all for that. I'm all for the masculine strategies that really make a difference in a business working. But as a therapist, I'm also here for the fact that none of that works if we don't work. If we're not thriving, there it's pretty far-fetched to believe that anything else will be thriving. And emotional regulation is 110% a thriving strategy, right? Is being able to regulate our emotions and check in with our emotions often. In fact, recently inside of my membership, the Empire Society, I was talking about how I have this really great journal. I love this journal. It allows me to, it just asks a question every day. So it allows me to keep up with my journaling practices without you know, too much mundane. I'm that Manny Jen energy over here. Like I get bored so fast. And so I was finding myself bored with just the typical journaling from scratch or just journaling things that I'm grateful for. I was just kind of getting bored. Okay. So I got this incredible journal that I love so, so much. And the question was like, how do you check in with your emotional well-being? And it really spurred this great conversation inside of one of my groups as well as inside of my membership because I have this thing inside of my membership. It's called Empire Musings. And every single week I just drop in and I'm just reflecting on, I'm sharing behind the scenes of my business, strategies that I'm deploying, conversations that I'm having, just these aha moments that I think could be really useful or valuable for the people inside of Empire Society. And I'm also answering questions. One of the things that I brought to this conversation recently was this concept of emotional regulation, because this question asking me, how do I check in with my emotional well-being? I did have an answer, right? I had an answer like right off the cuff of one of the ways that I do it. And I thought, gosh, I need to share this. And then once I shared it with them, I was like, oh, I need to share this inside of the podcast. So I'm here (laughs) to talk about emotional regulation. Now, here's the important factor. If you do not already have either a trigger, so something that you're well aware of that tells you this is when I need to check in with my emotional regulation or a routine, right? Maybe a certain time of day every day that you do this or something. I want to first really suggest that because this could be something that you learn today and then never think about again. And that kind of defeats the purpose, right? So I have like a opening, they probably could use new names, but like an opening and closing practice for my work. Okay. So Whatever time of day I decide to work for that day, because every day is a little bit different, especially during summertime, right? I choose a, okay, so if I'm going to work from 10 to 2 today or 10 to 12 some days, you know, if we're being really honest, okay, depending on how much time I'm going to work, I'm going to carve out like a good five to 10 minutes at the very start and at the very end to check in with myself. 
Now, sometimes it doesn't feel necessary to do an emotional regulation check-in, but oftentimes it does. It's usually at the opening and sometimes it's at both, particularly if you've ever had one of those work sessions where you have like a list of things you're going to do and then the time is up and you're like, I did none of that. <laughs> like I didn't do any of those things or I felt really far behind or I just didn't complete the thing and you just start to feel feelings. Okay, you start to feel all the feelings, then I'm definitely going to do a secondary emotional regulation. And like I said, more often than not, I am going to do one to start because I don't want to move into any type of work, not totally regulated in what I'm feeling. Because then what happens is when you're not practicing emotional regulation tactics, what happens is that you are kind of haphazardly moving in and out of your business. You're closing the door on the capacity and possibility for flow, for sure, because you're like all over the place. You haven't really met yourself, right? You haven't taken the time to get out of your head and into your body. Okay, so let me walk you through this practice just so you can decide, do you want to deploy this? But again, I wanted to touch on first and foremost, you definitely want to make sure that you have it carved out somewhere that you're doing it, okay? So the number one thing that I do first Sometimes as I'm moving into my office, before I walk into my office doors, I'll go outside and put my feet in the grass because I'm grounding myself. Number one is to ground myself or I sit down instantly in my desk and I start some breath work or I meditate. I do something. I have a little chair in my office as well. It's like (laughs) funny side story is that my mom moved in with me for a little while to help me like decorate the house. And we had the biggest laugh over this whole office situation where I wanted a cute little chair and a cute little light and a cute little table. Okay. And I kept saying it like that. I just want a cute little something over here. I wanted to have a little space where if I didn't want to be at my desk and I didn't want to be in my office chair, I could move over there and just switch it up. You know what I mean? Without having to go like a coffee shop or something. This would be where I journal, where I regulate, where I, you know, I'm just all the vibes. Okay. And so I kept saying little this, little this. Well, then I like ordered a bunch of stuff and the first box came. I think my mom must have opened it by herself or something. I can't remember. But we open it and it's the tiniest little light ever. Like it seems so short, (laughs) ridiculous. And we're just like dying cackling because I'm like, I didn't actually mean like tiny little mini little whatever. And so we're laughing like, I'll return it once we get the other things, you know, and then we get the little side table and the side table is so small. Oh my God, it's so small. So I'm like, wait a minute. Now, mind you, we've got this inside joke between my mom and I where I like such manage-gen energy again, where I'm a step skipper. You know, I'm not going to measure. I'm just going to let it show up. And then if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I just add this extra step on myself. I don't know why. I've always been this way. My mom laughs because I've always been this way. Like I just, I do not want to have to measure it first. I decided I like it. I'm ordering it. We'll just see what happens, you know? So she's just like, you're a fool. (laughs) Here comes all your tiny stuff. Well, then the chair comes and it's so Oh my God, it's so tiny. It's the cutest little thing. It actually looks great in the space because it is a smaller little area in my office. I'll have to post pictures about it or something. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I have to see this, just shoot me a DM and I'll give you a picture. Okay. So now I have this little mini corner with this chair that maybe doesn't look tiny in a picture. I don't know. But when I'm sitting in it, like my knees are up to my chest, you know, <laughs> it's a tiny chair, but it works. I don't know how to bring perspective to this. Anyhow tiny, tiny little corner of an area is where I sit to ground myself. Okay. So I'm breathing. I'm doing meditation. I'm doing something to get out of my head and into my body. This is super crucial. Okay. Next up and maybe simple. I'm asking myself, how do I feel? How do I feel? Caveat here, little side lesson is that 
there's a really big difference between I feel anxious and I am anxious more subconsciously than anything else. But ultimately, when you tell yourself that you are something, I am overwhelmed, I am anxious, I am this, I am that, it can have some pretty big effects on you because essentially it's a declaration of identity, okay? And so one of the most crucial things that you can do for yourself is switch the language around I feel. I feel anxious. I feel overwhelmed. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel whatever. Because our brain can really, it can subconsciously, it determines like, oh, that's who I am versus, oh, that's how I feel. Therefore, it's shiftable. Therefore, I'm I can move through this. Like it's malleable, right? Like I can get through this. And that's a really important factor because if you're, if every emotion that you feel becomes a part of your identity, of course you're going to get stuck in that, right? So I'm very careful here. How do I feel? And this is where I'm going to go deep, right? I'm not going to stop at the surface of I feel angry. I feel angry. I'm going to, have you ever heard of the seven whys? This is a therapeutic tactic, but essentially you're going to ask the question why seven times because at the very start, you're typically going to be at the little bit more surface level of, of a response, right? Like, I am angry. I feel angry. Don't say I am. Say I feel. <laughs> I feel angry. I feel angry. That is typically, honestly, it's a secondary emotion. It's not a primary emotion. So you got to work through the layers here. So I might say, why? I feel angry because I was supposed to have three hours of work time and now I only have two. Why? Because there was a miscommunication with my husband and I and I don't have as much time to work. Why? Like I just keep going, I keep going, I keep going. What happens typically is that I might discover that the actual emotion that I'm feeling is like, it's deeper than that, right? In fact, when I was sharing this behind the scenes inside my membership, the emotion that I finally dug into was anxiousness. I was anxious. And because I had done the seven whys to get there, I had really clearly determined that the anxiety that I was feeling was a result of my husband having lost his job six six weeks prior, I think at the time. And subconsciously, I had taken on these beliefs that weren't even true, that like, now I have to pick up the slack, we are going to have no money. Like, you know, your head will go from logic, <laughs> reality to, oh my God, we're desolate and we live in a box, which was never ever going to be the case. Like we're not in that position whatsoever, but our brains can take us there, particularly if we're not regulating our emotions and tapping in and checking in with ourselves. So by gaining this awareness, all the things that I was feeling, I'm having already these like big aha moments. Well, step number three is to say it out loud. So I've finally uncovered that I feel anxious. So I'm going to say it. I feel anxious. This is just, it's like a self-acceptance. It's like Accepting something out loud is so powerful because you make space for it. You make space for that emotion, which is everything, right? So I say it out loud. That's step three. Step four is now I'm going to nurture that feeling. We have a tendency as humans to acknowledge an emotion, perhaps, and then instantly move forward or even worse off, like shame ourselves. But that's fucking stupid because there's no reason to feel like as I'm even uncovering this anxiousness that I'm feeling, I'm already having thoughts of, oh my gosh, Ashley, like, why did you go down that rabbit hole to like complete insanity? You know what I mean? Like I have to really reel myself in. So I'm not saying that this is simple at all, but I'm going to say it out loud that I'm going to nurture myself. And for me, nurturing myself almost always looks like me saying, of course, of course you're anxious. Like 
this was completely unexpected. It was at a time when you had just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and had prepared already to have to replenish a savings account because you bought a house and did all these things. Like, of course. And I really just set the tone for that. So I actually like to actually write it out almost like a letter to myself, giving myself the love and affection that I would need from a friend. If I sat across from a friend and I said, I feel anxious because of X, Y, and Z, we almost always know exactly what we're wanting to hear in response, but we're never willing to give it to ourselves. And this is a big shift that I've made in my life where I am. I am willing to give myself exactly what it is that I want. And oftentimes it's just as simple and as subtle as, of course you are. Like, I get it. And if I'm ever feeling particularly hard on myself, one little trick that I bring to the table is imagining as if it was my daughter. And if my daughter came to me and said, mom, I'm feeling, you know, imagine she's older because at four, she probably wouldn't say this, but, and she came to me and said, I feel really anxious because I'm afraid that we're going to run out of money or we're going to, that we made a big mistake doing this or that, or whatever the case may be. I'm not going to be like, well, you're an idiot because that's very unlikely. And I know how much money you have in your bank and da, 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 da. You know, I'm also not going to be like, oh, well, that sucks. So what do you want to have for lunch? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not going to be lacking empathy. I'm going to hold space for my daughter. She's my daughter. And we need to do that for ourselves. So I hold some space for myself. I nurture that feeling. And then finally, the very final step, the very simple final step is what do I need? And in this particular example, I really just needed to anchor in my truth, the truth of it all, really looking at like our finances, our money, our situation, the truth of, okay, worst case scenario, this continues for several more months. What do we do? Like just provide helping my brain to play out worst case scenario, but in a really healthy way so that I could have that like, okay, so we're good. (laughs) Everything's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. But also in recognizing like, my husband is going to do whatever it takes. If he doesn't find a job right away, he's going to do whatever it takes. This really doesn't land on me. I don't know why my subconscious took me there, but it doesn't land on me. That's my practice. That's how I regulate my emotions. And while it took me a little while to explain it, it really is like a five to seven minute practice. It does not take too long. But what it does is it helps you to get really, really in touch with yourself and your emotions and what you're feeling. And it's just, it's really freaking powerful. And by the time I'm sitting down to do work, I'm clear. I'm in charge and I'm out of my head. I'm in my body. My creativity is on fire. Like it just shifts so much. So if you don't already have a strategy for emotional regulation, I give you mine (laughs) and I invite you to give it a try because it really does make the world of a difference. In fact, I invite you to get your hands on my move free potty, potty course. (laughs) You know, I'm a mom when I call it a potty course instead of a pod course. (laughs) Also, it's like one of those things like, tell me your mom without telling me your mom. I just said potty on my podcast. (laughs) Anyhow, it's a pod course. It's called Move. And it's all about this kind of stuff. Gaining that emotional regulation, the ability to take action and to move in your business uninhibited because you are doing the therapeutic things that really source your energy and ensure that you are your highest level, most integrated self. It is powerful. It is Honestly, I really, really, really am grateful for my background and what it's given me to not only cultivate, but hold success. If you've not already gotten this free freaking pod course, which is essentially a podcast, but it's private to you and there's four episodes just for you, I highly, highly suggest that you do so. 